So a couple big moves as far as vaccinations go. One is the availability of a 5 to 11 age booster, and the other is an Omicron-specific vaccine. And a lot of conversations with an awful lot of experts in the epidemiology field and infectious disease specialists. And I'll give you some of what they're saying and telling me in this segment right here. Dr. Kieran Moore was uh, is, is the chief medical officer of Health for Ontario. People were like, get get the new guy in there and, and he'll be great. And we got to I can't listen to Dr. David Williams anymore. Do you remember the Dr. David Williams here? It just feels like a whole black cloud just comes over your entire brain. Not for not not because he did anything terribly wrong. He was often hard to understand. And uh, how would I put it? Lacked communication skills. I'm using big air quotes. But besides that, uh, Dr. Kieran Moore seemed we were just, you know, in a very, very difficult era uh, back then. Three things that he brought up, um, and I'll get to the vaccines first. I'll get to where we're going, and and Dave outlined that as well uh, in the newscast. So what's new based on yesterday? What's new, everybody? Well, there's going to be a uh, small demographic of people that will get a specific COVID shot. We kind of just did this with the pediatric vaccines for kids six months uh, to, you know, whatever it is, four years and 364 days. They were in that particular demographic. Um, I, I hesitate to class anything as a flop. It's like when you make a big deal about a movie and you promote it and then no one goes to see it. But that was the pediatric vaccine. Who's kidding who here? We aren't even at 3.5% yet in Ontario for uptake of the six-month to uh, four-year, 364-day vaccine. I surveyed lots of doctors, lots of epidemiologists, lots of, uh, you know, even behavioral doctors who know more than just sort of the, the nuts and bolts of epidemiology. And I couldn't find a prediction higher than 15, but we're not going to get to 15% for this demo. So will we get there with boosters available 5 to 11? If our friends in the neighboring United States of America are any indication, no. 3.9% of kids in New York State right now um, have got a third shot. Now, you might give me the old uh, apostrophe America thing coming back at me. We were a more vaccinated population than the United States for the better part of the pandemic prior to it ending. But 3.9% of kids in New York State have got a third shot. 26.3% of people over 65 in America are missing that third shot. Now, if I had a, well, I have 76 and 78 year old parents. If my parents only had two shots right now, I'm telling you what I would do is I would be calling them going, Mom, Dad, I, I want you to get a third shot. Once you've got a third shot, I might even say maybe you should get a fourth. And in my family, I think we had a couple conversations my mom and I did because uh, she seems to run the show there. Um, many moms do. And, and she said, uh, should I wait? Do you think I should wait and get the Omicron specific shot? And I'm going to get to that in a minute or so. Or should I get the fourth kind of, as we're calling it, COVID classic shot? And I said, Mom, you got to do what you need to do. I'm no expert, um, but I'm, I'm happier that you have four shots than two shots. Yes, she's well aware that it's not preventing infection. She's well aware that it's not in, uh, preventing spread right now. And I think every parent who would choose 
um, for kids to get into that booster demo for 5 to 11 would be the same thing. So you might come back and say, Greg, 3.9%, that's the United States. We will have a higher up. Well, we haven't had a higher uptake for kids under five. We've absolutely universally as a society rejected the under five vaccine. We have. We have. And we made a big deal about it. Made a big deal about it. It's on the front page of newspapers. It's at the top of television newscasts. The time is here. The littles can finally get vaccinated. Lest we forget, and I won't, and I don't think you should, there were people that didn't want us to do a damn thing until that vaccine was optional, at least, for that demographic. Where would that have gotten us? Where would that have gotten our economy, our schools, our businesses, our sense of self-worth? Uh, nowhere. That's where it would have gotten us. So thank damn God we didn't wait. 3.9% um, is not very high. Now let's go to the concept of where we're going to go with the other vaccine, and that's the COVID-specific one. Here's two things that are happening here. I think there's two camps, and I'm going to lay out who the camps are for you. I'm not going to ignore the one camp here, but there is a camp saying there's been no human testing on this what whatsoever. If you Google the term vaccine and mouse or mice, you'll recognize that this vaccine has only been tested on mice. But stop for a sec. I'm not going where you think I'm going, okay? This is a rational and reasonable scenario. As one doctor put it to me, what do you think they do with the flu shot every year? This is the same recipe, made the exact same way. They're just tweaking it somewhat to match the circulating strain. And that's BA5 right now. That may end up preventing more infection and spread. But this doctor does not, and I trust this doctor implicitly, does not think it's any more dangerous to take than the current vaccine is. Okay? So, but the big question he asks, and I'm asking it too, who needs this booster? Who needs a Omicron-specific booster? Is it only the old and vulnerable? How often? Once a year? Once every four years? Never? We don't have the data to guide us right now. And I don't think, and he doesn't think, human testing would factor into this as well. The last sentence is pretty key also. These pharma companies, and I will say this, and I got zero hesitation saying it, there's no benefit to them running those trials. Why? That, may show, that might show the boosters are only needed in a small portion of the population. And it's better to have it out on the market than not on the market. Not to be mandated, but it's better to have it out on the market than not. Those companies will lose money. Does that sound like good business to you to run trials and release the data from them? And you might say, well, they're not keeping us safe. That's up to your doctor to decide. There's tons of drugs that hit the market. Do you watch CNN? Every commercial is, this drug will help you do this, and there's side effects. This drug will help you do that, and there's side effects. So logically, this might be, might be a better fifth shot for long-term care residents and high-risk patients than the COVID classic shot. For my mom I was referencing, it might have been a better fourth shot had it been available two months ago. She chose not to wait and got the fourth shot. It's her life. I got no problem with that. But it's kind of the same as boosting a five-year-old. We, <laughs> I don't know who's doing that. I don't have many people in my life that have five-year-olds right now, but I have no people in my life who have five-year-olds that are like, got to get to that portal by 8 a.m. and get that booster booked. You do you. That's the entire place that we've landed right now. That goes to speak as well to the concept of treating COVID like other respiratory viruses. We would have been too early to do that before we got the majority of our population vaccinated. 
And you know that that's where I was over a year ago. Let's play this practically on the safe side of things. Dr. Kieran Moore said this yesterday about where we're going with treatment and observation of this virus. This is an all uh, respiratory virus approach because uh, the complexity will be increasing this year given uh, that uh, other respiratory viruses will be circulating in our schools and workplaces. Exactly right. And we can't do a thing to risk school going online. We shouldn't even be having these conversations right now about universities potentially going online and how racked with fear people in hospitals are about treating COVID patients again. Because guess what? It didn't materialize in the spring when we took masks off. It didn't materialize in the summer when we all started congregating again. You can make the case that we're outside a lot, but how many hours outside a day are you really? We're going to restaurants. We're going to bars. We're going to the Rogers Center when the Dome is closed. We're going indoors for concerts at Scotiabank Arena. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. And we're not seeing COVID flood the healthcare system. We're seeing a lot of things flood the healthcare system, but it ain't COVID specifically. So you want to live in reality? Or are we just going to hang around and act like it's May of 2020 and fight mythical airborne virus dragons with distancing, masking, hand washing, and don't forget that all-important deep cleaning of surfaces? Get real. And we finally have gotten real. And I'm thankful for it.